This is the Jaguars Broadcast Weekend Review Podcast presented by TIAA Bank. I'm J.P. Shadrick with the best of the week from Jags Radio, Jaguars.com, and yes, our social channels, Jaguars Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. The Jaguars meet the Dallas Cowboys in preseason week one coming up Saturday, and we have the best of the week from training camp leading into the game. We start this week with head coach Doug Peterson's press conference and playing time for the starters against the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I think it's important for them to play, uh, to feel the, you know, um, I think the excitement um, around a game. Um, you know, don't plan on playing them long at all, but uh, just want to get them uh, get them in, get them out, and, and uh, you know, but yet still get, get some quality work in. How's Anton doing with his shoulder and, you know, how much will he play probably Saturday? Uh, he's doing well. You know, he's progressing really well. Um, he'll be fine for Saturday, barring any, you know, setbacks in the next couple of days, but uh, anticipate him playing even maybe a touch longer. You know, it's his first NFL game, so uh, maybe see him uh, in there, you know, a series or two after after the ones come out. Doug, you had, uh, obviously, Christian, Zay uh, are all back from last year, Trevor's back, a lot of familiarity. How has Calvin kind of been able to step in and pick up everything and get to the level, if he's been able to, get to the level with those guys? I mean, he's he has definitely been one that uh, has embraced his opportunity. You know, y'all understand his, his story and being away from football, and he's, he's hungry and he's eager. And, you know, he's determined to um, – you know, get back out, get back out on the on the big stage and, and play well. And, and I think one of the things that makes it easy for Calvin too is to have guys like who you mentioned, right, with Trevor and uh, Christian, Zay, Evan, Jamal. Those guys have embraced him and really welcomed him in and made him feel comfortable. And um, and he's he being Calvin has really done a nice job of understanding our offense. You know, I think we're figuring him out now. He's figuring us out. Trevor and Calvin are are, are you know, figuring each other out a little bit, and um, those are all things that camp camp provides a lot of opportunities to kind of, you know, get on the same page and 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 see just how, you know, as a staff we can use him in game. Do you want to play him a little longer than some of the other starters are now? No, not necessarily. I don't need to see him too much longer, um, you know, and and uh, so I, I probably won't play him much past you know the ones. The way you've used Jamal. In the past, we're kind of at the point now where even if he's on the field and the play doesn't go to him, does it serve a purpose in some way? The teams at this point always have to be aware of him and can that deflect attention so maybe you can run something else? You know, he's he's one of those, for us, kind of a Swiss Army knife. Um, he, can, he can play every position on offense. Probably he would want to probably play quarterback, but we don't let him. Um, you know, he's good with the ball in his hand, whether it's a jet sweep or handing him. You've seen us toss him the ball a couple times. And that just comes from his, you know, his special teams background. Uh, he's smart, um, you know, and, and it does. It does, you know, uh, when you can do certain things with him and, and um, you know, I think defenses have to understand the type of player he is and, and um, you know, how explosive he is on the field, you know, uh, it can, we can use him as a decoy. We can also use him as a as a primary, and and I think that's uh, that's really a very valuable um, asset to have in your offense. 
Has what Tank's done this camp changed your idea of how big his role would be than what you had when, before camp started? No, I mean, I think you still got to be careful with how much you expand his role. I think he's he's done a nice job. You know, so far there's still some learning to do and, and some growing to do as a, as a you know as a rookie. But you know, um, keeping him kind of where where he is right now is, is a good thing, um, and expand maybe as you go. Uh, I don't you know we're only two weeks in, you know, of camp and and um, you know there's a lot of football ahead of us, so we're just gonna pump the brakes and, and make sure he's you know he's good with what he can handle. How much growth have you seen from Devon Hamilton over the last year? A lot. Are you pleased with where he's at? Do you think there's more to his game that that can be shown on the field? You know, Devon really showed up, you know, last year. Um, that's why he, you know, he got the extension. We wanted to keep him around. He's one of the guys, one of the leaders on the team, on the defense. And, you know, he's, he's a big, powerful guy, you know, um, in there as the D lineman. And he can he can generate some push. And, and that's what you want in the middle of your pocket, right? Um and, and he's really a, a good run defender. And, and so, you know, all those things, we've seen the same things, you know, this camp with him, you know, when the pads are on and, and uh, his physicality and, um, you know, what he brings to that D-line. Offensive coordinator Press Taylor laid out some expectations for the first preseason performance. I think the expectation for them is to have clear communication in the huddle, substitutions in and out, being really crisp at the line of scrimmage. Um, you want to see just clean operation that everybody understands the excitement. It's not some exotic game plan with a lot going on. It's core stuff that these guys know really well. So we, we anticipate uh, them being clean with their operation and execution. And that, that's really what you want to see. You want to have a good feel for um, just their confidence, get them kind of back into being in a huddle. Something's on the line more so than practice, you know. Um, so that's, that's really what you're looking for from the ones early on. You talked about Ridley a lot. Do you feel like you now have a appeal for everything he brings? And if so, does that expand what you can do? Uh, yeah, you know, we spent a lot of time kind of investigating into what he'd done, what his skill set, what we thought his skill set was. Now, as you get him on the grass with us and, and, you know, ask him to do certain things and see it, yeah, I think your your opinion or your knowledge of his skill set grows a little more. So it's always about trying to tailor everything we do to what fits him well within the scheme that matches Trevor, you know, kind of building that whole plan. So I definitely think our knowledge of – his skill set has grown from the time we got him to, you know, what we think we can do with him early on. And I think that's that's an ever-going process. And that's kind of what happened with our guys last year of, you know, through the middle of the year, we really honed in on who does what really well, what does Trevor see really well, and how do we build this thing together. Were there exciting moments when you figured out, wow, we can do X or we can do Y? With Calvin, yeah. you mean? Yeah. I mean, I think just seeing it in person and feeling the power that he comes off the ball with and how much it scares people. You know, DBs from us standing there in routes on air 20 yards away from him running right at you. I can get where that would be a terrifying feeling if you're a defensive back and you got to cover the deep third. Um, so I think just getting to see that, feel that from him, and then, you know, the ideas are kind of flowing through your mind at that point of what you could do with this guy. Moving on to the quarterback. Trevor Lawrence this week was asked about his knowledge of the scheme overall and comfort at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I feel really comfortable. I feel really confident. Um, I feel like. That's me, but that's also the other guys. We've, we've had so much experience together and so many different situations we've seen. It's nice to be able to lean on those when you come out, you know, for your second camp in this system to lean on some, you can go back to week, whatever, 14 last year. I remember checking this play against this team and this coverage. And so the, the call comes up again and you see the same thing. It's like, all right, you remember when we did this and you can just get to it quick. So I think that is um, 
that's so valuable when you think about an offense and just being able to do that and get yourself in the play that you want. And as a quarterback, that I feel confident and I can just go play free because I know what I want, I know what I like, and I know what my guys are good at. Uh, in a certain amount in the preseason coming up these next couple of games, and, and what do you need to see here and in there to feel good? You asked, do I do I do need, need to play? Do you feel like you've got to get out there in these game situations? Yeah, I mean, we, we, that's something we're, we're, we're going to talk about, and, you know, it's kind of whatever whatever coach wants to do, and obviously I think it's valuable to get some reps, and especially you got a few new pieces. Get some get some live game reps where it is full speed, it's full contact. You know, if there's something on the line. You know, I think that's definitely valuable. You know, who who knows how much that'll be? Whatever it'll whatever it is, I'll be ready. And uh, what you you just want to be clean. You want to execute. You want your offense to look sharp. Um, you want to you want to make the plays. You want to be smart. Do all that stuff and, and just be clean. And I think that's the main objective. Obviously, to play well too. But that's the same thing for whether it's the starters or whoever's in there to play well and execute our offense, you know, just like we're doing out here, just carry that over to a different opponent and go win the game. So, you know, however much that is, we don't, I don't know the details on that yet, but we'll be ready. Twitter has been asking, have you been approached about the quarterback series on Netflix? Yeah, I, I was, I was approached. I, you know, I didn't, decided to not do it this year, um, but, you know, that was just something where I feel like it's just not the right time for me. Um, who knows, maybe in the future, but, you know, I think it's a really, I watched the show though, the show was great. I think they did a great job, so. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it there. Now to a rookie making his debut this weekend. First round draft pick right tackle Anton Harrison. He used to watch Brandon Sheriff in Washington, and now he can pick the brains of all the veterans. That was a guy watching him growing up. He played for my hometown team, so watching him growing up, uh, the all pro that he is, and now playing beside him is great. Trying to learn from him every day and just copy what he do every day to make myself great. I'm always asking questions, no matter like, if it's a little question, big question, I'm always asking them guys and they always got an answer for me and they always open to it. So it's never, I'm never going to hold anything back. So if I have a question, I'm going to ask it. So it's been big and they just always been my support 100%. All the press conferences from the week at Jaguars.com or the Jags YouTube channel. Speaking of one of those offensive line vets, I caught up with 10th year tackle Josh Wells after Thursday's practice. He's back in Jacksonville where he started his career and explained some reasons why. It's definitely different. Uh, it's exciting to be back. Uh, new culture, new team, uh, the new facility. It's all very exciting. It's still, I still get excited about it. Training camp's obviously still really tough. Um, it takes longer to get a little warmed up, but still very exciting. The O-line room is incredible, best I've ever been in, and uh, just very exciting to s still play. you got uh, a mix of vets here, some young guys on this line. Uh, just the, the mix of this room and, and with Rousher at, at the lead of it, this is a fun group. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've... I've had great O-line coaches in the past. I've had, I've had some other ones. Um, Phil's definitely different than any of them. Um, he's young and exciting and uh, gives you the freedom to play, uh, gives the room freedom to be themselves, um, which is really exciting and really awesome. And like you said, the mix of players is, is great um, from old to young, and we just all get along and, and have fun and then work hard when we need to. What did they tell you about your role? What, what drew you back to Jackson? Um, I feel like being home with my family first, uh, but on the field, I think just the ability to mentor younger guys. Um, I think now my role is to pass down everything I know. Obviously, I want to keep playing for a while, but I don't know when this will be over. Um, I want to pass along everything I know, help mold a guy like Anton. Um, I say mold him. He's already super physically gifted. Just tell him everything I know, help any way I can, um, and still be able to fill in and play at a high level if called upon. Josh Wells with us to that point. What have you liked about Anton so far? Is he open to that kind of stuff? And 
How talented is he? Oh, he's he's got some of the best feet I've ever seen um, from a young guy. Um, he's very humble. He's very quiet. Um, but we have conversations kind of off to the side and kind of built a little friendship um, just quietly off to the side and things like that. And um, he listens to everything and obviously just physically gifted um, and really just studies the game and, and tries to get to know the game already. And that's and that's not typical of a young guy. Obviously down in Tampa, you're around the GOAT. Are there attributes that Trevor has seen, at least so far being around him in the offseason, that he can maybe aspire to close to a number 12? Yeah, I think the way that Trevor practices, uh, the big, big thing with Tom and Tampa was he just competed at practice, always wanted to be better, and even if the play was okay, realizing that it might not be that good in the game and trying to keep competing and keep fixing it. And I've always said the biggest thing with Tom was he would come into the room and raise the bar for everybody, but you felt more comfortable to reach the bar because he was there. And I think here with Trevor, the bar is high, man, but with Trevor at quarterback, you're like more confident and comfortable to reach the bar. So although the bar went up, we feel more confident to reach it because he's, he's at quarterback. The full conversation on the official Jaguars podcast network. If you're a Jags fan who's always on the move, we've got the perfect plan for you. With our bundle at the bank, you can purchase tickets to three or more games starting at just $58 per game. Get the flexibility you want for your time this fall. Visit jaguars.com tickets or call 904-633-2000. In a moment, defensive line coach Brinson Buckner explains what was really behind the Jaguars sack total last season. Plus, Tony Baselli and Pete Prisco give their expectations for the Jags in 2023. All that after this. Jags fans, fill your wallet with one debit card that screams Duval exclusively from TIAA Bank. The Jacksonville Jaguars Visa debit card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features so you can pay with pride wherever you go. And it's yours free when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Up your financial game today. Visit a financial center near you or find us at TIAABank.com slash JAGSCARD. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to the Jaguars broadcast weekend review podcast presented by TIAA Bank. And the start of the NFL season is just around the corner and we can't wait for you to be back at the bank. The Jaguars entertain the Miami Dolphins in a preseason matchup Saturday, August 26th. Lock in your seats now. Call 904-633-2000 or visit jaguars.com slash tickets. The Jaguars' defense last season ranked highly in quarterback pressures, but in the bottom third of the league in quarterback sacks. I caught up with Jags defensive line coach Brinson Buckner this week after Monday's tackling to the ground practice, and he explained how that practice helped his group. It does a lot, you know, because the first part of camp, you just banging and you don't get the satisfaction of getting the tackle and getting to the ball. So for my group, there's a chance to get some game type action and get rewarded for doing their job and beating the block. All right, tell us about the kids. Tyler Lacey, draft pick this year. Let's start with him. Uh, what has he flashed so far? He's flashed some athleticism. Uh, I think like most college guys, you got to get your grown man strength, and he's finding out that, hey, everybody in the NFL is an NFL player, but he has some athleticism, and he's able to go inside, outside, and move. He got some quickness. Now it's time to catch his strength up with his body as he keep on developing. Raymond Bohasek had a couple tackles for loss today, it looked like. So uh, how's his camp overall been and then the, the breakout today? Till today, you know, he was struggling. 
because he didn't have the spring. And so his first time at NFL speed was training camp. And today it was he had the, the flashes, you know, he got in the backfield penetration. He's learned he's learning his body too. You know, where you see him, he's smaller than everybody, but what I tell him, that's a plus in the NFL because you got built in leverage. And you saw him play today. So now he's got a couple of building block plays that he can see where his leverage and his quickness helps him to, to dominate the line of scrimmage. Is this a group that can develop in the next three weeks and, and get home in the pass rush more consistently? Yes, we can get home. You know, we got home last year. We just didn't tackle the, the quarterback. We had 29 missed opportunities, missed sacks. So we didn't have a rushing problem. We had to get the quarterback on the ground problem. But I think these guys can. You know, these guys are athletic. They do it in their own different way. But now they're learning to work together and put the puzzle together. But what's going to help them, like most edge rushers, are having big guys in the middle that can push the pocket, that can limit where the quarterback can go. And I think with Foley, you know, doing what he's doing in uh, 52 Hamilton building and Roy and then throwing in some other guys that can push the pocket. It makes the area that the outside guys have to cover that much smaller and now they become better pass rushers. Outside linebacker Trayvon Walker enters his second NFL season and he's confident in taking the next step with this defensive scheme. I'm not really stressing about work, learning the plays like I, I know the plays. Basically, I'm just taking it like I keep saying, I'm taking it to a new level. So especially like algebra to pre-cal, you know what I'm saying, just add on to my game at this point. I know the scheme. Uh, I know things that I need to work on. So coming in from the offseason, try to take those things that I was learning in the offseason and complementing it to my game now. Middle linebacker Foye Aluakin led the league in tackles last season for a second straight year. He was asked this week if he resets his goals after leading the NFL yet again win more games, uh, do whatever I need to help the team win. I could be a better tackler. I could be a better uh, facilitator out there. I could break better for sure. I could uh, understand coverages better. Like every, all the lists are out there to see that it's, it's room for me to grow. Every day I'm coming out here trying to improve my game, trying to prove that I'm still growing in this league. I'm still becoming a better player. I caught up with third-year safety Andre Sisko after a practice this week and asked him how his added muscle mass could help his game this season. Yeah, I think it, it adds a little bit of confidence to just know that, you know, you got the armor to, to go in and get with the big guys and, and get dirty like that. That's That's been the biggest thing, I think, adding from last year that I wanted to get more physical on the field, just play to play. Um, so, yeah, it, felt, it feels good. This defense as a whole, what is the – what is the next step for this group? It was an opportunistic group last year, takeaways and key moments, especially down the stretch. But where, where can you guys make hay this year overall? I mean, we can get better. Uh, I'm going to start with the back end. We can get better just um, expecting passes and understand what's coming on certain down distances, certain situations, and then take away a few plays a game. And, and you, you jump from last to first very easily in this league when, when you just kind of get on your details and take away the ones that's, that you should know are coming, make the routine plays uh, routinely. There's not a lot of new faces around here, at least in, in the first team defense. And continuity can can build a lot of that too, right? Yeah. When you have the same group of guys and growing together. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing because I know for me, me and Ray, we try to get more creative now. You know, understand the defense and and certain things that have to happen on each play. You could move guys around and still make it happen. So just you know, they they put it in our hands and allow us to have a little bit more freedom with that. And so it makes the defense more complex and harder to read. How challenging is this wide receiver group to cover each day and, and see running routes against you? Oh, man, I love it. I mean, it's, it's like it's really the best thing for you. I mean, when you look at all the highlights from other camps and them showing receivers, I'm like, it's not the same. Like, we, we got something different. And, and going into games, like, it's just going to make me that more patient, that more confident, that much more confident, that much more comfortable. How different? I mean, what's, what's so different about this group just technically the way they run? 
I mean, you got a bunch of fast guys. Obviously, fast guys everywhere. But these guys, they know who their quarterback is. They know what spots to get to. They understand defense. And um, they work hard at their craft. You don't got a bunch of lazy guys that pick plays and, and, and only go hard when they get in the ball. I mean, they all go hard every play. So um, it keeps me on my, my toes and, and make sure I'm not letting balls go over my head. All right, another, you mentioned the quarterback. Seeing him from the back end, how has he changed over the last couple years just reading and looking and his comfortability in the offense, I'm sure you can see that from the back end and the challenge of you know, him trying to look you off all the time. Yeah, very decisive, but, but like also doesn't make a lot of bad decisions. So it's pretty hard to pick him off, I'm not gonna lie, but it, it makes it, it's a good challenge because I mean, you could be perfect on a play and um, in terms of maybe he tried to look you off, you're still in position and he knows not to throw it. You know, he knows uh, when, to make those, when to take those chances at the right time. So I mean, to have a guy like that to practice against and then to have him as, as your quarterback on game day, it's a blessing for sure. And finally, a special teams approach. That's how many younger players will have to crack the 53-man roster. And that's how wide receiver Tim Jones did it a year ago. And he shared his approach after the in-stadium practice last Saturday. The first and most important thing is, I mean, every single day you got to come out and attack, man. No matter if you're feeling, you know, down or up, I mean, whatever it is going on, I mean, it doesn't matter. you got to come out here and, you know, earn your job every single year, and especially, you know, and a person like me in my situation, you know, undrafted, I mean, that same situation every single year, it doesn't matter. Safety Daniel Thomas has made a career working on special teams and loves a specific area of it. First of all, Heath and Luke, man, they the best special team coaches you want to have, man. But being able just to run down on kickoff and gunner, you know what I'm saying, to show off my speed and versatility, it, that's one of my favorite points. And just being able to just start the game off on kickoff and get the defense started, so that's one of my favorite parts. Keep an eye on those younger players working on special teams units in the preseason games, especially those fighting for a spot as a wide receiver, tight end, or defensive back. The difference could come down to those performances in those special teams reps. Let's wrap this week with the first Monday Jaguars happy hour show of the season, featuring Hall of Fame tackle Tony Baselli and CBS Sports senior writer Pete Prisco and their predictions for the Jags in 2023. That gets us going now to Keeping It Real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real Ingredients award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. Of course, the Jags were division champs last year. The wild playoff comeback in the wild card round. And then in the game in Kansas City in the division round, couldn't finish it out. What is the record for the Jaguars in the regular season? And what is the result in the playoffs if they get there? Tony, would you like to start? No, I'll let Pete go first. 13 and 4. Number 1 seed. And we're Playoffs. Man. Yeah. Uh win one, win two, lose the last one. Well, if they're the number 1 seed, they only have two games. <laughs> be uh, super, smart guy. Losing, smart the, guy. losing the Super Bowl? Uh, they're losing the Super Bowl. They're going to be in Vegas. That'd be a fun week. Um, <laughs> you think? Wow. I mean, I'll, I'll just I mean, I don't, I'm I'm not as I don't know if I'll go as bullish as Pete, but I sure like that. Um, does thirteen and four get the number one seed though in the AFC? I yeah. think it does. I think it does. If you look I at Kansas I tend to agree City's record and their schedule, I mean their schedule and the division and everybody else's division, I think it gets them that. I tend to agree with them. Uh, as far as if they get the thirteen four, I actually have them uh, eleven and six. Um, probably two or three, probably three seed. I think they, and I think they win two playoff games with losing the uh, AFC title game on the road. 
Make a bold prediction. Put him in the Super Bowl. You already did, Pete. I don't want to copy your work again. Okay. All right. (laughs) But, hey, because, Pete, Pete, I'm actually – I mean, listen, I'm Mr. – I've been accused of being Sunshine Pumper for my whole rainbows and – Yeah, you think? Pot of gold at the end. Teal sunglasses. Um, I think this division is going to be harder to win than anyone else does because I think the Tennessee Titans are going to be pretty good. They're tough. They're always going to show up. And I think they're better than they were last year. It's a team that has good defense. They were beat up at the end of last year. They're going to be healthy on defense. You know, They're a fumble away from winning the division last year. They were a fumble away from the beat. offensive line. has offensive line still has issues. It does, but they're improved. I think getting DeAndre Hopkins is huge for the way they want to play offense, running the ball with Derrick Henry. And if Tannehill can stay healthy, it's a better football team than they were last year. They've improved. Yeah, but Jacksonville's much better than they were a year ago, too. Offensively, I agree. They're only going to be... I'm, I'm, I'm making assumptions here that Walker goes from year one to year two and gets better. Lloyd goes from year sure. one to year I, two and gets better. And we talked about that, Pete. I'm yeah. in agreement with you. Sure. I'm with you there. I just... Even if that happens, I think... I mean, I think those games against Tennessee are tough. I mean, tough always. games. Always. And I think Tennessee's going to... I still think this team's going to have to win the division in, in December, and it won't be sh- uh, sh- it will not shock me if they need to beat the Titans on the road to win it at the end. Yeah, so- see, I don't, I don't think so. I think five and one in the division, three and one on the north, I mean the south, the NFC South. They'll beat Kansas City in the sweltering heat at home. They get Buffalo at, on London, which is an advantage. I think the schedule's favorable. I think they'll find a way to win 13 games. In fact, I said it last week on our air. If they if they don't win thirteen games, I think I told you, JP. You said twelve. Major 12. fail. Yeah, you said if they don't win twelve, it's a fail. That's what he right. said. Uh, I'm not going to go that far. And I said even eleven, even if, if wins you the division, eleven. I mean, fail, fail. I'm be, listen. Wow. I think I'm going to end up being right. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope you're right because if they get the number one seed and are in Vegas for the Super Bowl, I'm in. You're gonna go to that one? No, I'm just saying I'm in for that. Oh, okay. I'm in that. I'm in. For, I thought you meant you're in for the Vegas the way, trip. Of course you're in for the Vegas. And by the way, I will be the first. Pete, I'll buy you dinner. I will. I will publicly on this show say Pete Prisco is smarter than I am when it comes to uh, predicting uh, outcomes of football teams. I mean, whatever you want me to say, Pete. If you're right, I'm in. Well, not only that, Tony. Here's the concern, though. We've seen number one seeds in the AFC and Jacksonville choke away chances to go to the Super Bowl. Don't be a jerk, Pete. <laughs> There's the evil Grinch laugh we've been waiting for all offseason. Well, hey, the full archive of Happy Hour available on the official Jaguars podcast network, jaguars.com, or the Jaguars YouTube channel. Subscribe to the official Jaguars podcast network on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download podcasts. And of course, we love the feedback. So leave us a comment and a five-star rating. Enjoy preseason week one. The Jaguars meet the Dallas Cowboys at AT AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. We're on the air at 2 o'clock Eastern Saturday with the Publix Tailgate Show. Then at 4 o'clock, it's countdown to kickoff on the Jaguars radio network ahead of the official 5.07 Eastern time kick. Thanks for listening. I'm J.P. Shadrick, and we'll catch you next week on the Jaguars Broadcast Weekend Review Podcast presented by TIAA Bank.